Denny Picks Radio. Welcome into NFL Happy Hour. I'm your host, Ricky, and I'm here with my co-host, Donnie. How you doing, my man? Doing great. Uh, ready to dive into week 10 of the NFL. Week 10. Can you believe that, man? We are flying. Whew. Either way, though, it's week 10. Um, before we dive into the games, Donnie, I know both you and I have some bets here, some early bets that we made. Let's quickly go ahead and recap last week. How did your week go? Talk to me. Uh, no, no harm. One, one, and one. Um, so pretty much break even on the week. Um, win Seattle. Um, take a take a loss on. No, no. Excuse me. Win the Bengals. Win Cincinnati. They they roll. Uh, have them at, at minus seven. You know, wire to wire win. Uh, we we push on the Rams. Uh, plus three. You know, they're winning the entire game, and uh, Tom Brady drives down the field and and you know wins the wins the football game for him. And Ricky, what was my loss? I'm drawing a blank. Your loss. I'm I'm looking at the website right now. Your loss was the Cardinals minus one and a half. Right. Ah. Man, you know, I think they might be in my grave, to be honest with you. Um, you know, it felt like plenty of chances to win that game, get a defensive touchdown, and, you know, can't can't get there. They they lose. Um, they lose to Seattle. That was a pretty wild game. I, I think that was a spot that a lot of people were calling for a letdown, you know, for the Seahawks. But, yeah, man, I think that Cardinals team has a lot of problems with the, from the coaching down. You know, you, did you see like Kyler Murray just yelling at everybody the whole game? And I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure how how much longer Cliff Kingsbury has has left there. I know he's on a monster deal, but uh, I wouldn't be shocked if we see him, you know, back in college football before long. And and speaking of you know the hot seat, right before we hop on the show, Frank Reich out in Indy. No fire down, whatever you want to call it, um, which could influence our bets for week 10, to be honest with you. Hey, it's good timing to get that news. That one surprises me a bit, although I guess what's kind of going on there, you knew someone's <laughs> someone's going to take the blame. But damn, that's big news, Donnie. Yeah, and it's interesting, like um, what they've had three three different starting quarterbacks the last three years. You know, they tried Carson Wentz, didn't work. You know, try Matt Ryan, uh, benched halfway through the season. I don't know. Obviously, somebody's somebody's got to take the blame, but you know, it's tough tough to win football games in the NFL with you know Sam Ellinger as your quarterback. No, no disrespect to him, but uh, you're already behind the eight ball. No, I'm with you. And for those who don't know, Bill Belichick has his way with young QBs, especially at home. So. I, I think that was kind of expected that he was going to struggle yesterday, but nonetheless, Frank Reich out. Um, so we'll keep that in mind moving forward with when we look at these lines. Quickly on my bets, Donnie, I had a pretty uh, like mediocre, a slight winning week. Um, the Titans were one of my top plays of the week. They get home easy, although I got I got bad closing line value here. It went to 14 um, when Tannehill was ruled out. Did you watch that game last night? I did. Um, you know, I was talking with Tom, uh, maybe it was Saturday, and, and we both, you know, love Tennessee. And then Sunday rolls around, Tannehill's ruled out, and I got scared off it. Um, 
a nice winner for you for you and Tom though for sure wire to wire uh never really in doubt man we had those plus 500 money line tickets too that they were gonna be a, a nice little Monday morning uh cash there but they don't win the game they lose in overtime um, a couple other bets that I had, Donnie, I had the Chargers minus three, which pushed. Weird game there. I had the Packers minus three. I beat the hook early last week. They, uh, let me just ask you real quick, thoughts on the current Packers? Yeah, it's, you know, we, we've seen their receiving core be, you know, very pedestrian. They lose Romeo Dubs. Uh, in the middle of this game, and then it, it didn't get much better. Um, I, I don't know what to, to make of this Green Bay team. Um, obviously, with Aaron Rodgers, you always have a fighting chance, but it hasn't looked pretty up to this point, to say the least. Wild. Uh, that's the team that's been killing me the most this season. Um, they actually, uh, one of their key defensive players out for the season, um, I think one of their probably their best uh, pass rushers, you know, out for the season. When it rains, it pours. Nonetheless, um, I had the Dolphins. I took them on the money line, which ended up paying off. Had the Seahawks, small play there, and I pushed on the Rams with you as well. So I gained about .9 units. Um, so this is our week, Donnie. This is our week to, to get it rolling a bit more here. Yeah, you said it best. We, you know, we expect, uh, you know, big – Big weeks, uh, winning weeks every single week. But, you know, it's the NFL. It's difficult. It's not, you know, positive Positive week's a positive week, and, and we'll take that heading into week 10. 100%. Couldn't have said it better myself. So let's go right into week 10 then. And what we'll kind of do here, Donnie, is just pass back and forth games that we either bet or that have our interest. Um, do you want to lead it off, or you want me to throw you a game first? Yeah, I'm jumping right to Thursday night football here. Carolina at home uh, against the Atlanta Falcons here. I'm all over Carolina. Give me the three points. Don't think I'm needed. I think they win this one outright. Assuming Baker Mayfield will be announced as starting quarterback, I would assume so based on, you know, he looked much better than, than P.J. Walker to say the least. Um, you know, Carol Carolina defense kind of got uh, exposed due to turnovers, uh, things of that nature. But I said it before on the show, this defense is a lot better than what we saw in week nine. I think this is a good unit. Getting plus three at home uh, to a Falcons team that struggled themselves feels like a good play, and, and I think they win this one outright. Man, my only question for you, Donnie, is what in the world happened to Carolina's defense? So I, I went up against Joe Mixon in fantasy in the Steady Picks League. He puts up a 50 spot, but I dug into the numbers this morning and he averaged like seven yards a carry. I mean, the Bengals ran down their throat, which was something that wasn't really happening to the Panthers. Um, you think it's just a one-off game, I guess, or like, yeah, I'm not putting too much stake into it. Um, you know, Cincinnati's a good football team that last just a year ago, they were in the Super Bowl, Ricky, um, Safe to say this Atlanta Falcons offense, both sides of the ball, is is not up to Cincinnati's. Uh, they're not on the same level as, as far as, as talent, uh, wins, losses, whatever it might be. Uh, I'm I'm sticking with Carolina plus the three here. I think this defense bounces back, and and Baker Mayfield at under center does just enough to, uh, to pull this one out. I like it. Mariota missed some key passes, really bad misses that could have swung that game in their favor. Um, all right. Let me let me take you to a game that I put in an early bet on. 
And I'm taking the Jacksonville Jags. I'm grabbing the 10 points over at BetMGM right now. They're, they're hanging a 10. And look, we saw last night with the Titans with a, who I would almost say was, you know, not a pro-ready quarterback in there. The Titans grind it out. They, they take them down to the wire in overtime. I've been really impressed with the step that Trevor Lawrence has taken. So I'll throw it to you a bit to get your thoughts here. But between him and uh, ETN as well, that old college duo, they're, they're looking good, man. Yeah, I, I like the I like the play, Ricky. I won't be on it. Um, I kind of lean Jacksonville. My only concern is, you know, Tennessee has, you know, in the past owned Kansas City. They've always had tough matchups. I believe Rabel uh, had beaten them the last several times in the regular season. I mm. don't – I'm wondering if that is, you know, adjusted into this spread. You know, Kansas City has looked tremendous, obviously not last night on Sunday Night Football – I don't know. I think that might be more because, you know, Vrabel kind of has figured these guys out and found ways to just minimize what, what Patrick Mahomes can do. Uh, we'll see if Jacksonville can sort of find a way to replicate that. You, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And what you hope, I mean, not if you're a Chiefs fan, but what you hope is that a lot of these teams are going to take notes on what Mike Vrabel did last night and what he's done in the past to trip Patty up. So, yeah, I mean – We'll we'll see. It's a it's a big number, um, so that's that's my first bet. But I'm gonna throw it back over to you. What else you got? So, filling out my notes earlier this morning, I was on the Lions plus the three. I was gonna come on the show, bet it with you. Um, I think you're on this side as well. Now I'm kind of a little concerned. Um, I just my thought process with the Lions here is I just refuse to believe that you know this. Chicago offense, Justin Fields, they just flipped this switch, and now they're, you know, this powerhouse uh, offense. Yes, they've looked good. Yes, they put up points against Miami in Week 9, but I can't, I just can't believe that this has suddenly turned into a high-powered offense. Um, we have Detroit starting to get healthy on both sides of the ball, and I think this is going to be a tight game. I'm going to lay off it, but I lean the three points. Yeah, uh, this is one, like you said, I was going to bet as well. Not to say I'm – I'm not, but I want to talk it through with you a little here because I think there's two extremes, right? Like there's on the Bears side, there's the extreme of what we just saw with Justin Fields. He runs for almost 200 yards. He looks he looks dangerous. I'm going to use that word. He looks dangerous out there. I feel like they took him off the leash, Donnie. Like they're just letting him run loose a bit now. Right, and, and clearly that, that has to some extent worked for them. You know, I think of a guy like Russell Wilson, like he likes to, you know, play that recess football, uh, might I call it. And and maybe that's a recipe for fields here as well. Yeah, I'm going to back off it because I still have a bad taste in my mouth from the Lions. I think as soon as I jump back on them, they'll they'll reform into their old selves. So uh, I'll, I'm with you here, man. I'm, although I will say if you did like the three, the only two books that have that three available are DraftKings and PointsBet. They're both juiced up at minus 115. Everywhere else is two and a half right now. So to get in, like, does that sway you at all? Uh, give me a half unit on the lines, plus the three. All right, and I'll ride that with you, man. Half unit. I, I think it's a good number to grab, if nothing else. So, okay. Yeah, divis divisional game. Like I said, lines are getting healthy. Maybe a bit of an overreaction. 
you know, what we've seen the Chicago offense do. Yes, they get Chase Claypool um, a week more familiar with this offense, but I think the Lions can stay within this number. Uh, should be a good game. Absolutely. What else do we have here? Chargers. Okay, let me talk to you about this game. The Chargers are going into San Francisco on Sunday night. Most books are hanging a seven right now. There's a couple six and a halves as well. But does getting seven points with a five and three banged up nonetheless, but, you know, we'll see how those injuries play out throughout the week. Do the Chargers interest you? Yeah, I'm going to be on the Chargers plus the seven. Uh, it just feels like a little bit of an overreaction uh, for San Francisco. You know, we, before their bye week in week nine, they beat up on the Rams for whatever that's worth. Uh, now they're coming off a bye week at home. I still think the Chargers can stay within this number and make this, you know, a really competitive game. Seven points feels like too much when, when we have the better quarterback on, on the uh, Chargers side. I'll take the seven points for a full unit. So you just nailed it for me. I have a rule where if you get a touchdown or more on a team with a significantly better QB, I I like those spots. That's a spot I actually look for, just having the better QB and being a large dog. So this is that that spot perfectly. I don't believe in Jimmy at all. Um, I really don't. As much as I like the guy and I think he rallies the team, like I don't believe in his ability to play a clean game. So, yeah, same reasons, man. Full unit. And I think this is going to be a spot where, you know, the public and, and the quote-unquote square bettors are all over San Fran here uh, under the narrative. Oh, they have McCaffrey. This offense, offense is unstoppable. Debo's back uh, from his injury, I believe. Um, the Chargers have talent. They just got to get healthy and figure this thing out. Hopefully, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen come back. Uh, actually, excuse me, Mike Williams will be out. Hopefully. Keenan Allen can come back um, and, and make this thing a game, which I which I think they will, and stay inside the number. Yep. Keenan Allen's been an absolute headache in fantasy football. He's played, like, I think one or two games only. So, yeah, we'll we'll keep an eye out for him. Um, what other hey, Ricky, bets you got? Ricky, real quick, like, <clears throat> I know it sounds silly, but, like, it's it's the NFL. When, when everyone wants to zig, you got to zag. Um, I love it. <laughs> simple as that like um sure there's other narratives there's other uh factors that go into that but you, you got to look at it you know through a different lens sometimes when it comes to the nfl i couldn't agree more i'm just looking through these games donnie there's so many games right now flirting with three like on one side or the other and at three and i was initially thinking man like this is a week where Maybe there's not so much value betting early, but I'm starting to think the opposite the more I look through this. One more game I want to ask you about here, the Rams at home coming off that awful loss to the Bucs. Um, they're at home against the Cardinals, who I think you and I kind of both agree, like it's hard to get behind that team right now. Three and a halfs are starting to pop up a little bit at a couple books. Does laying three with the Rams interest you in beating the hook, potentially? It doesn't, Ricky. Um, I said earlier on the show, Arizona's you know starting to trend towards being in my my betting grave, uh, as some call it. I, I can't back either of these teams. You know, the second I I come off of Arizona, I know they're gonna 
you know, play their best football game. Uh, both these teams haven't looked great. Um, I'm going to lay off this game. I, I have two more plays in coming. Uh, what do you got on this game? You know, I want to bet the Rams in, in a comeback spot just because this is a spot where I think you you lean on the veteran players, the Stafford, Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, Jalen Ramsey, to know that you need to win this game and that you have an opponent who things aren't clicking over there. So I'll I'll you know what? And again, they, if you don't like half unit plays, don't bet them. But it's been working for me, this strategy, so I'm not going to get away from it. Um, and I'm going to go with the half unit bet and grab three points with the Rams early. God forbid the hook does appear. I think it's a must win for the men. I really do. Yeah, uh, I think that's a good way to put it. I think I would, I would lean, lean Rams as well. No play for me, though. Uh, what else do you got on your card that you locked in? I got... The Cleveland Browns, plus four. You know, we saw Dolphins win in a shootout um, against Chicago uh, in week nine. Uh, but they got exposed on the ground by, by Fields, and they ran the ball really well. Uh, Nick Chubb should have, have quite, a, quite a nice game, and, and I think this one gets home. Wow. Getting behind the Cleveland Browns. I've been behind them, you know, on multiple occasions, for better or for worse, Ricky, but... I'm just not ready to go all in on, on this Miami team. And, you know, it looks like the line's kind of showing that. This Miami team, it has look, their offense at least has looked really good. Now they're at home only laying four to, you know, a backup quarterback and, and the Cleveland Browns. Uh, this line's fishy. I'm going to back uh, Cleveland here, plus the four. Hey, the only thing I have to say about it is I think I believe in these Dolphins. Like I should say, I think I believe in this offense. This is going to be a good test to see if they keep showing up. How many more weeks until Deshaun Watson's back? Week 13 is when he is eligible to play his first game. All right, because I'm just keeping... Want, yeah, go ahead, sorry. Once he's able to practice uh, before then, um, I believe it's week 13. These are really important games for the Browns because they're just trying to hang in there. And I think they, they probably feel they can make a run when he comes back. Ricky. Yep. This Cleveland's Brown team can make a run. I truly believe that they, like, you just got to get in. They'll have four or five weeks for Deshaun Watson to get his feet wet. Um, and if they can just sneak in this in the playoffs here, you know anything can happen. I think their roster is good enough. Um, solid coaching, solid head coach in Stefanski. They gotta just reel off a couple wins here before Watson gets back. Stay afloat, uh, sneak in the playoffs somehow, and and anything can happen. Truthfully, I think when you get into the later part of the winter and in these playoff games, Nick Chubb's gonna become a real problem with that offense. A healthy Browns offensive line and Nick Chubb. Forget the bonus of Deshaun Watson, and you know I think the defense is a little suspect despite some good players, but. I'm with you, man. They're built They're built to make a run if all goes well. So we'll see. Um, what else? You mentioned you had another bet here. What's the – One last play. I want to back Buffalo here. But currently laying uh, seven and the hook, seven and a half, at home against Minnesota here. I want to back the Bills. But is there a seven anywhere in the market? Let me take a look for you. I see what you're trying to do. You're trying to buy low. You're trying to zag, like you mentioned earlier. <laughs> I, I just refuse to to believe this Minnesota Vikings team is 
yes, they're they're a solid, um, maybe top ten, sitting in the ladder of the top ten, top fifteen. But I can't uh, fathom them being a one loss team. They've had so many one possession games that they've you know found ways to win, which is a credit to them. But I think they get humbled here, and and Buffalo routes them in in a coming off a loss here. So was your question if there's any? So it's seven and a half across the board. No eights, no sevens. Where do you think this line goes? Do you think it sits right around seven and a half? I'm thinking about this for a second because, in fairness, and I want to take a look at this real quick, the Minnesota Vikings, I don't believe, like the their loss was to the Eagles. Nobody's really exposed them. I mean, the way that it sounds like you're calling for Buffalo to do. Granted, this game's in Buffalo, which is a huge boost. Yeah, just quickly looking over it, I think they've only beaten one team over 500, which was the Dolphins. Yeah, and barely. You know, beat, sneak out a win against the Commanders, when which the Commanders you know, were winning for most of the game. Uh, the talent's there for Minnesota. Looks like a bright young head coach. Just a bad spot for him here. Bills route them. So I'm laying the seven and a half. I'm not worried about the number. Hey, I like it. I would even say if you're interested or if any of the listeners are interested, the best, the best market price on the seven and a half is at FanDuel. So if you were interested in, in moving this one through the seven, God forbid you think it could come down to a touchdown and that hook scares you. Um, just a thought, maybe you get a reasonable number on it, but I, I think you kind of flipped me there. I, you know, I, I think the weakness in the Vikings team is in the secondary. That's the one spot where I feel like you can get them, and Josh Allen certainly can expose that. Whew. Yeah. Um, I'll go half unit on the seven and a half. I'm going to do some more sifting through, um, see what we can find as far as, you know, alt lines, um, and everything will be posted on the website. But I'm going to go lay the seven and a half for a half unit. Um feel pretty confident in the Bills here coming into week 10. Hey, he's locking it in. Let me go through two more quick games, and then we're going to get out of here. One of them has to do with the the firing. The Colts are getting six against the Raiders, Donnie, going into Vegas. Thoughts? It's it's Colts. Colts side for me or, or lay off it. Uh, I'm actually a believer in that you know, narrative that uh, teams, I don't, I don't know what the actual number is against the spread, but I'd be willing to imagine that, you know, it's profitable to, to bet the teams coming off uh, their head coaching being fired. Um, and that's a spot here for Indy. It'd either be a play on the Colts or no play at all for me. Uh, the Raiders look horrible. The Colts look horrible. Um, but I'm, I'm willing, I'd be willing to bet on that narrative. I think the Colts' defense is so much better than the Raiders on that side of the ball. They're actually like pretty healthy now. You didn't, it didn't really get the show last week, but the Raiders suck, Donnie. And I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. Like this team pisses me off because they have a 17 point lead yesterday. In the early, I believe, like the early second quarter, they score three points the rest of the game, blow it. I think the Colts almost, I'm calling money line. 
Call me crazy. <laughs> I love it, Ricky. So I'm going to take a look at that after the show. Take a look at the website, and we'll see where we go with that. But um, real quick, before we get... So, so real quick, some yeah. things that I can't wrap my head around are Devontae Adams. Um, you know, this Vegas team, like you said, they go up 17. Devontae Adams is torching that defense. Uh, Jacksonville, correct? Yep. He is torching them. You know, uh, I think he had 100 yards, two touchdowns in a little over one quarter. Um, and he barely touched the ball the rest of the game. That reminds me of uh, DeAndre Hopkins um, against Seattle in week nine. You know, torches them the first drive. They walk down the field. He scores the touchdown. And then he goes he goes missing. Um, granted, defenses make adjustments, but that should be just unacceptable. You need to get your best players the ball or at least attempt to get your best players the ball. And we already saw that it worked out for them, but it is what it is. Yeah, it's – I mean, coaching adjustments happen, but it, they just got out of rhythm, and it was, it was ugly. Jo, uh, Josh McDaniels, I just feel like, Donnie, he – this is like a theme with him underperforming as a head coach in his, what is this, his second or third stop here? It's at least his second, Ricky. I remember Denver. I there's a chance it's his third, and this might be his last. Some of us are just coordinators, and I think he uh, he might not be a, you know, a leader-type guy. Like, that might... There's nothing wrong with that. No, he's, nothing he's at all. very good coordinator, but, you know, you, you got to be, you know a very special person, a very special personality to be a head coach in the NFL. Well said. So it remains to be seen. The, the book is out on uh, Josh McDaniels. But real quick, Monday night, Ravens Saints, are you doing anything with this game? I got to look further into it, Ricky. Earlier in the week, I really liked uh, the Ravens. I think the line sits at one and a half right now. So many injuries, man. Yeah, they're just pouring in. Like yeah, no Andrews, no Bate, Bateman out for the year, and and going in New Orleans is a very tough, tough place to play. Um, it is surprising that the line's only one and a half, which scare kind of might scare me off because you have Lamar Jackson against Andy Dalton. You know, like we talked about earlier, that in that in itself should be, you know, feel comfortable backing the Ravens. But I don't know if I can say that anymore. Um, might have a play, might not. Make sure you stay updated. Uh, to the website yeah this might be one i just roll with the steady pick system honestly i don't know uh we'll have to see but keep an eye on my guy andy d andy dalton he's out here playing pretty well so i don't know we'll see we'll see but anything else from you before we roll out of here no college basketball is back ladies and gentlemen uh very excited for that should have one or two plays uh today to uh start the season off and let's get some winners in week 10 of the NFL as well. Oh, I can't wait, man. Steady Picks Radio. You heard the man. College Hoops is back. Donnie's been great. Uh, two profitable years under his belt here at Steady Picks. So keep an eye on the Donnie card. That's going to do it for us, though. Steady Picks Radio. Have a great day, everyone. Each time I